0: Welcome to Off the Record, talking real estate with Joe and Michaela. If you're interested in the Portland, Oregon real estate market and want the unvarnished inside scoop, you've come to the right place. Thanks for giving us a listen. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. And how are you doing, Michaela?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you. Today is a cool topic. I'm really excited about this. It was suggested by our producer, Rika. And uh, it's five things I wouldn't do when buying a home, which is what I think a lot of people need to know right now. The other thing we've got on our plate is uh, one of the dogs of Live Portland has joined us. This is Walter. <laughs> and if you're just listening right now, you can go to our website and check out a picture of the newest pup in our family, Mr. Walter, who is four months old right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, and He even gave us a, a yawn.
0: Button. He's very tired, but... He's a good boy, and we wanted him to say hi to everyone out there in podcast land. So say hi, Walter.
1: Hmm? He is unamused.
0: He's unamused. (laughs) Oh, but he gets a biscuit right now. That might get him pepped up. Yeah, okay. All right. Goodbye, Walter. So let's talk about the five things we wouldn't do when buying a home, because we always talk about the things you need to do or need to get ready for. And I just feel like this is a great topic because there's some things that you definitely should not do. And I think getting those out there, I think will help a lot of people, don't you think?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think from the perspective of a realtor, is always fun for people to hear about too. So,
0: And there's more than five, everyone, just so you know. But we're going to start with the top five. (laughs)
1: It was hard. (laughs) It was
0: hard. So why don't you start off the number one?
1: I think the biggest thing is ignoring property inspections or taking on major repairs. So after you get your offer accepted, you have what's called the due diligence period. And that's usually seven to ten business days, sometimes longer, to go and have your property inspections done to check out how the property is sitting as is. So overlooking that is never recommended. But I think what tends to happen is people get so excited that they got their offer accepted. They've fallen in love with the home and
0: they just want to get through the rest of the process so that they can start living in the home.
1: Exactly. And they overlook things like sometimes plumbing. If plumbing is too old or older than recommended, that's something that you should probably think about in long term costs.
0: There are so many different things also that if you don't look at it up front, you may be looking at three months, six months, a year, two years, five years down the road, all of a sudden a major expense that you didn't anticipate. And that's when looking back on the process, a lot of people have a little bit of regret about, boy, I wish I really would have looked at that a lot harder. As professional brokers, we are always telling people as many inspections as you can get, inspect the, the septic tank, the well trees, all the different information on the zoning, HOA information, all that type of stuff, because what you want to do with your house can be affected by all those things and making sure that you take care of that up front So you know what you're getting into is such a huge part of the process.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, when we say get it taken care of, we mean use this time to negotiate with the seller to have them take care of those items, right? Because These are likely going to be items that are deferred maintenance. So the seller should be responsible for paying for the cost. Yeah, you don't
0: want to pay for the cost of the seller's 25 years of enjoyment of a roof, right? There are certain instances where, yeah, okay, that might be a negotiating piece that you use. But in general, deferred maintenance is not something that a seller should expect a buyer to pay for, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah. When we were in contract under our house, I'm so glad I took the time to really think about the inspection report because we were so excited to get our offer accepted. We had, it was a multiple offer situation, but there ended up being galvanized plumbing in the house, Mm -hmm. which was starting to fail. Uh, So we got a credit for that. And then the inspector also noticed one of the big trees in the back of the property, which we had over a dozen giant trees. But he noticed that the specific tree was starting to die. And that's not something that everyone will notice, even every inspector. And so we were able to call out an arborist who confirmed, yeah, that tree is dead. You should probably get a credit to have that removed. And we did. And I'm really glad we did. Because, yeah, because
0: that's not cheap.
1: No. And it could have fallen on the house at any time. Right. Right. Better to be safe than sorry.
0: Better to be safe than sorry. And that includes all inspections, right? Septic, even new construction, you should have an inspection done, Mm -hmm. in our opinion, especially for things like the sewer line. Who knows what goes into the pipes when a lot of new construction homes are done? And there's some really great builders who take care of every single item. There's others that sometimes a guy has a bad day and forgets and whoopsie, there goes his, you know, his wrench down the pipe and that's gone. And oh, well, not my problem. And all of a sudden, two weeks after moving in, your septic line is not working anymore and you got a real problem.
1: Right. You mentioned this the other day, but also on that note of new construction, usually builders give you a one-year home warranty. And Mm -hmm. so we had just recommended to a client to get another home inspection seven months after you moved in to see, you know, kind of how things are settling, if there's any random things that we missed in the first inspection. That way you have a couple months to negotiate with the builder to get those items fixed. So. Yeah,
0: that was a great idea. Yeah. Nicely done.
1: That was you. But thank you. I I'll think take it was you. It. it was your idea. But I brought it to the buyer and he was very excited.
0: Well done. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about number two. What's the next item on the
1: so list? So I don't know about you, but for me, the next biggest thing is to not overextend my budget.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the case for a lot of people right now. With us facing affordability issues, there's a lot of people out there that were able to afford, let's say, for instance, 550000 and now maybe they can only afford 450000 mm-hmm. And the difference between those two and and what homes you can buy is significant. And I think a lot of people are really like, Well, how much can we stretch ourselves to get back up to that 550 or 650 or whatever it is? And so I, I totally agree. I think this is a big one.
1: I think along with the first one, I said people get so excited. I think this one, people get excited scrolling on Zillow, you Mm -hmm. know, seeing what they can afford and they just fall in love with a place or a price point before they really look at the numbers. So. Yeah. I and, would say that's the biggest or the second biggest one, but they say a good rule of thumb. And when you're going to apply for a loan, your housing costs should not exceed 30 to 50% of mm-hmm. your income.
0: Yeah. And the lower you can get that, the better your rate's going to be, the easier the loan package is going to be to get through underwriting, all of those type of things. So budgeting's huge. And I feel like most people do a pretty good job of that. But when that goes sideways, it's ugly when people can't afford it. And it's not just getting into the home and getting it closed up, but it's also afterwards. And all of a sudden that's, I I feel like where a lot of the the buyer's remorse is where, boy, we really extended ourselves and it's what they call being house poor, Mm -hmm, right? We got the house we wanted, but now we can't even afford to go out to dinner or anything.
1: Right. So
0: that's really isn't fun
1: and that's a feeling that can last a long time i mean unless you're expecting to be able to refinance or something like that Mm -hmm. i mean you're stuck with that payment for a while so don't get ahead of yourself if you can help it and i think having three to six months of expenses and savings before you buy a home is a good idea if you can obviously not completely necessary but getting close to that amount will help you be proactive and not overextending yourself and also to your point you'll be able to qualify for Yeah. A better loan. Just gives you that
0: peace of mind knowing that you have backup funds in case anything goes wrong. Right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Number
0: three, what do we got for number three?
1: So, ignoring things that may affect resale value that you cannot change. So there's a lot of things that you you can make repairs or do a remodel to enhance the home's value, but there's certain things like highway noise, what's the other one, unkempt properties nearby, like any of the neighbors look like they've been there a while, might have cars yeah. in the front yard or things like that. things that you cannot change also, like, location, limited parking, if maybe it's a a townhome situation, you only have a couple parking spots. If that's something that might bother you, it might also bother a potential buyer when you do decide to sell in the future.
0: Yeah. And we're seeing this more and more right now with shortage of inventory that we have. There's a lot of remodelers out there. There's a lot of spot builders who will go in, find a great lot and build a home right there. And it's an absolutely gorgeous property and home that's been either remodeled or built for from the ground up but it backs up to a Seven Eleven, you right know? and that's like that's okay if you're knowing that and understanding that and that's a reality you're willing to live with but i've seen it happen and i know you have too where people are like i love this house i don't care where it's located and six months later it's like oh my gosh the paper mill that i'm right next to is so loud mm-hmm. or boy i didn't know living underneath the flight path would be that much which Happen,
1: railroad tracks, yeah. yeah.
0: We happen to live under the Hillsborough flight path and it's not bad. And I never, we came into it eyes open and it's just something you live with now. And that was one of those things that I worried about up front. It's like, boy, is that going to get old?
1: Have you gotten used to it?
0: Yeah. And that's one of those things too. You have to know yourself. Will you get used to something like that? When I was in high school, our house was like 200 yards off of I 5 and it was loud, but okay. it kind of got to be like the ocean where it was like, huh okay, I've been living here for three or four years. I don't even remember that. Now it's, wow, my house is so easy to get. I'm off the exit and into my driveway and... 30 seconds and it became a positive. But for us, professional brokers, knowing the people and being able to say, boy, I think Sally and Pat might not like this after a while and being able to say something and make sure they're aware of it is a big thing. But then also there's some folks where you bring it up and they're like, nah, I'm good. This is this is okay with me. But just knowing it and taking a moment to think about it, I think, is critically important.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Number four,
1: I would not open any new lines of credit or buy a car. So don't do it. If you're considering buying at all or you're in the process of buying, this is never a good idea. And I think it's definitely a common mistake. <laughs> unfortunately, I remember getting the
0: phone call from a good friend of mine who's a lender. And uh, we had a client a couple of years ago. I think it might have been right before you came on many years ago now, I guess. But I just remember the sound of his voice when he called me up and he's like, well, I've got good news and I got bad news. And I said, okay, what's the bad news first? And he goes, well, Pat and Sally just bought this really, really cool car. And I was like, wait, what? Who? And he's like, yeah, that Pat and Sally that you're getting ready to close a sale on. And... That was the bad news. The good news is, well, we're shuffling some money around. They're bringing some money out of a savings account. They had to do some financial juggling to make it work. And his comment to me was, the buyer was, well, they had this great deal on this car that we've been looking for. And I'm like, well, you're also buying a $500,000 house right now. And the two don't go hand in hand for the most part. So yeah, that's always problematic to say the least. Just don't put any major expenses on your credit cards or take any big hits on your Credit or anything like that, because the underwriters will take a look at everything before they submit the file to be clear to close.
1: I didn't know how common that was. I kind of googled it to see if I could what I would see, and something that I found in an article is actually a common mistake is people will rack up their credit cards with furniture purchases for their new house. Yeah, makes sense. Which have you? I mean, it totally makes sense. But have you run into that? Like, because think about those, like couches are not cheap. And if you're excited about moving in and you want it all there when you get the keys, Yeah. yeah, I could see how that would be a problem with lending.
0: I have to think that there's a lot more of this that happens than we ever hear about because the lenders that we work with, these guys and gals are professionals. They take care of stuff. And a lot of times as the broker, they just handle it, right? With the client and we never hear about it. That's true. And that's part of their job. But at the same time, it's always good advice. Just don't go out and make any huge purchases or inflict anything on your credit report before you go to closing. Okay.
1: Okay, so number five is I would not overlook how the property would support my lifestyle.
0: Boy, you're going to have to explain that one to me. (laughs) What does that mean?
1: Okay, so I might seem, ob- seem obvious, but I think, again, people fall in love with the home before mm-hmm. they really consider how it's going to affect them and their lifestyle and how it might hurt or benefit things. So for me, I wouldn't move too far away from family. I wouldn't move too far away from where I work or my favorite grocery store. I'm at least going to check to see how long it's going to take me to get to the shopping center in the area. I think people can make rash decisions really quickly and they're six months in to their new beautiful home and they realize, oh, I live 45 minutes from my mom and dad and I see them or family members, whoever. Mm-hmm. I typically see them a couple times a week and now I, I can't because traffic or whatever. So yeah. if that's gonna impact your lifestyle in any way, I would, you know, at least consider it. Also things like do you feel safe in the neighborhood? Are you a noisy person or a quiet person and you're in the opposite type so of So examining your
0: lifestyle and making sure that the things that are important to you line up with the house that you're buying, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's great, and i it's amazing. We have a client who is moving up from Napa, California, and she was amazing. She gave me a list of like 20 points of her criteria, ranked from run 1 to 20, and 3 or 4 in the top 10 were about lifestyle. You wow. know, She wanted a nice park next or around the corner within walking distance to her. She wanted a nice gym within a 5-minute drive. She said, any more than that, and I just won't do it. I was like, that's pretty
1: cool that's that you know really, that about yourself. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's really, I mean, it totally makes sense.
0: Yeah, so. That was smart of her. Yeah, very critical to, to just know and understand what's important to you and, and keep that in mind. I think that's, it just makes for a happy lifestyle. Because the home's not all about just the walls and, and what's inside. It's also about what it brings to your life,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. I think also if you're considering moving in an urban setting, think about how you're going to handle parking situation. So if you drive daily and you don't have parking available or it's not easily accessible and that's something that might trigger you every single day having to find parking, I would really think about that because that's something that you might struggle with.
0: The other thing is the furry family members. A lot of people, that's at the top of their list, but occasionally there's people that are looking at townhouses with no yard and really no park or anything nearby and it's like don't you have a dog mm-hmm. and how's that going to work out for little uh, your little pet there and then they are like oh yeah i forgot about that and so there's all those components to your lifestyle that you need to consider and making sure that you're not going to get everything but making sure that you get the ones that are important to you i think is critical
1: 84 percent millennials say that they bought a house based on their pets and their needs so after doing a little googling about this topic just because i was mm-hmm. interested when other people the were Google saying machine working I found this article. I thought it was interesting. It was based off of a poll of 1,400 people who had recently bought a house, actually millennials specifically. And it said that 64% of those millennials have one big regret about their home purchase. Can you guess what it is?
0: Ooh. Oh, geez. I have no idea.
1: Okay. So it's overextending their budget. So yeah, yeah.
0: what we talked about, Mm -hmm. that was number two or three, I think of not being able to afford as much home as they probably did back when the rates were three or 4% and overextending themselves. That's a bummer.
1: I know it stinks.
0: It stinks. But at the same time, I think as long as they're planning on being in the home more than a year or two, they'll be able to recoup that with the equity that they'll gain over, over time. So yeah, that's true. Hopefully there's a good ending to that story, (laughs) right?
1: I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we talked a lot about how you should be fearful of buying a home, which is not our intention. Not our podcast. intention at all.
0: Our t- our intention is to be aware and to be self-aware.
1: Good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think it's important to set the expectation that no house is perfect. I mean, even myself, when I go through and I start to think about my next home, I'm pretty nitpicky mm-hmm. about everything. But something we always tell our clients is to think about their top three criteria and obviously make a list longer than that when you're searching but don't give up on your top three yeah you for know sure. make sure you know what's important to you and focus on that when you're Doing Nothing's going
0: to be perfect. You're never going to get absolutely everything you're looking for, but make sure you get your, the top criteria items for you.
1: Yeah. Nice. I agree.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you again next week. And go ahead and visit liveportland.com. And uh, we have our podcast pages. You can go there and look at the five things I wouldn't do when buying a home and get a little shot, a little walker.
1: <laughs> yes, please do. Yeah. We'll post them on our Instagram.
0: Yeah, we're going to have dogs of Live Portland here sometime soon, I'm hoping.
1: That should be a project for soon.
0: Get the photographer ready. (laughs) All right, everyone. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good one.
1: Thanks for joining us today. If you're interested in finding out more about Joe, myself, or the Live Portland team, you can go to liveportland.com. Thanks for giving us a listen and see you next time on the Off the Record podcast.